and welcome to, welcome to the Thanks for stealing my thunder. He's Liam Warden. And she's Emily Milne. And, um, to and today we are going to be talking about childhood memories or um, anything that's really come up since uh, our last episode last week, which was about the yeah. lockdown. Um, yeah, so we're going to try and keep this one more positive, something a bit different, discuss something that's not about COVID-19, but we'll start off with a general chat just about life, I guess. What have you been up to in the past week, Liam? Anything exciting? Um, I think uh, just been a wittering, really. Just uh, never really... Just just in the same four walls, really. <laughs> nothing nothing of, of uh, great deal of interest really for anyone uh what about yourself kind of the same again been kind of struggling with motivation oh um, yeah motivation's hard <laughs> i've been saying every day that i'm gonna decorate my room and every day i get up and i do like one thing in my room and then just don't do it um i've got into a really bad sleeping pattern which I'm, i need to try and break where i'm just i'm just so awake until like three o'clock in the morning <laughs> And then I sleep until twelve, which is just such a waste of time. Yes, I, yeah. it sounds a bit sort of to, to what I keep falling into sometimes. Like I, I'll fix it, and then it will go back, and then it will yeah. happen again. It's just so easy. Yeah, it's so easy to fall into that because we've got no real kind of motivation and pattern yeah. to keep us in line. So we can stay up until that time without any kind of major repercussions. But it's just not very good for you. Um, to get into that kind of pattern like Liam messaged me the other night at like 3 in the morning and I was like why am I awake to reply to this message it's ridiculous well it's um, funny though um, yeah but I've been walking my dog and going out this morning I did some yoga been on a couple of runs like it's just good to have small things like that to... yeah and now even the Prime Minister's in hospital with uh, coronavirus yeah mad so it's all got very well it just escalates even quicker and then there was the queen's speech yesterday yeah that was nice that i'm sure you nice all watch with your union jacks <laughs> it was nice for her to address the nation um it felt kind of like wartime on the radio when they at the end when she said um we'll meet again and then they played the song we'll meet again by vera lynn i felt like it was in like the <laughs> 1950s <laughs> um but yeah strange times but also but, kind of nice like the the togetherness of it all and i think people are coming together and even just being out and walking the dog people are so friendly and you can tell they're craving that like talking to strangers people are more kind and usually down here people kind of walk past each other and don't really look at each other but now everyone's like hi, hi, hi. it's quite nice i'm surprised really i thought people would want to avoid each other well, yeah, there's that. There's obviously keeping a good distance, but even just a smile or just saying hello, I think is nice. Yeah. Um, but to distract ourselves from the fact that we're in a lockdown, we're going to talk about uh, some of the childhood memories that we've had in the in the past, some which I'm sure will be funny, others embarrassing, and, you know, our, I guess, progression through at, at the early stages of our lives. Um, yeah. I mean primary school would probably be the ideal thing to start off with because it's just chronological order more than anything and I think the main thing to take away from primary school is I think as a child like 
you I don't know why, but we I always like didn't want to. You, you know, like you're like yes, school's over and stuff. But like I I found primary school so fun. Like they were yeah. probably like the funnest school years because you just do yeah. nothing. You just do fun stuff. You literally just play with your mates and you don't you don't do a great deal of work. <laughs> I mean, you spend your whole childhood complaining about school. Yeah. And then as soon as you leave, you're like, oh my God, that was the best. I remember crying so much when I left primary school. Really? And then, yeah, because I was so sad about leaving. And then I'd go to, I went to secondary school and pretty much all of my best friends were still there. So I don't really know what <laughs> Well, for me, it was quite but, different. And then when, when I was at secondary school, I would complain the whole time about being there. And then when I left, I was like, oh my God, it was amazing. <laughs> But I think it's, it's, it's also, yeah, but it's also looking th back at things with rose-tinted glasses as well. Yeah, true, true. Um, but yeah, what was your primary school like? Uh, my primary school was quite big, 600 pupils. Um, yeah, it was a really big primary school. Uh, I had a, Everyone was pretty much friends with each other. I think popularity was determined about how fast someone was running, which is quite funny. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was I was I was a long distance runner, so I wasn't a very fast sprinter. Um, but I can remember we'd always play bulldog on the playground, which was fun every lunchtime. Yeah. Um, but then in year six, I had to move away at the end of year six. Uh, Aww. so it was a mixture of going to second. Huh? That's such a harsh time to move. I know. It was, so it, I just finished my sats and then. I think we were moving two weeks before the school year actually ended. So I had to have like a goodbye two weeks before like the actual like yeah. goodbye of primary school. So it's quite sad. Um, yeah. I, I, I really didn't want to move at the time, I can remember. Um, and then I was moving to Norfolk where they all, um, they're all, they all have weird accents yeah. over there. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> but it was quite a very different place we'd we'd gone from a town where it was very like you know lived pretty much where all my friends were um yeah and very close to like all the shops and stuff to a village which was very isolated um are you, are you still in contact with anyone from that time in your life i'm not in contact with anyone from that primary school and really? I, no i'm not and i'm not wow. in contact with any well not really in contact with anyone from my first secondary school because it's it's hard it's really hard to stay in contact with people particularly at a younger age um because you just go and yeah. meet new people uh and i very yeah. much uh I, I very much found that in the new school i think i struggled to well it's quite a rough area um and yeah. a, a rough school i miss uh I was quite uh, a different child to how I would be now. I was a bit of a, a little shit for a lack of a better word. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... Wait, you haven't... <laughs> huh? You definitely haven't changed then. <laughs> well, I I would I would misbehave a lot at school. Um, I yeah. I got a lot of recorded warnings, as they were called. Uh, at you? about thirty-eight in year seven, I think. And then two two part of the clock. Yeah, thirty eight. My friend had two hundred and fifty. Two hundred and fifty. Yeah. I don't think I was ever a very badly behaved child. I think I used to chat a lot, and 
my teachers made the mistake of putting um, myself and one of my best friends, Ella, in the same class. And we used to giggle so much and we got sent out quite a lot. But I think that was kind of the extent of my bad behaviour. I think I got sent to the teacher a couple of times, but it was never anything. Well, really to be bad. fair, the secondary school that I was going to initially was put under special measures. So it wasn't a very good school. Um, they didn't get very good results and therefore the, the students weren't very um, engaged, to put it that way. Um, we probably misbehaved and there was fights pretty much a lot during lunchtime really i i, I got involved in a couple um you, you wouldn't have thought it now would you <laughs> not the kind of person really i'm not a fighting person you're such an intimidating guy yeah um i can't imagine you but i was so cocky i was such a cocky little annoying like if i oh <laughs> uh, if i saw <laughs> myself in year seven. Oh god I, i'd literally yeah. i'd be so disappointed but i grew into a better person um and yeah. looking back <laughs> so what what's amazing about our generation is we've we've lived through um the time where social media becomes basically everyone's main form of communication and, and and that's what everyone's learning to use in all generations now being in lockdown the only way we can socially communicate with anyone is with social media and yeah. um looking back at the messages um uh, that i used to send in year seven year eight and even year nine i'd say uh <laughs> they're quite um quite the uh yeah, they hilarious. are funny, but really embarrassing. And they so, were um, a transcript of one of Liam's old conversations with a um, a particular a suitor. <laughs> no? Right. Um, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna just read it out. Oh. Are you ready, Liam? Well, I don't actually have the messages at hand. Let me just have a look at them. Um, but basically, I was. <laughs> this is really embarrassing I was talking to this um, girl in my year um, I'm just saying the girl okay right okay okay we won't mention any names we're not going to mention names <laughs> for for <laughs> because why would I want to throw someone else I'm just going to throw myself into the bus but basically this is how the <laughs> conversation starts off with so you you start don't you start Oh, this starts not very good. Okay, right. Well, it starts off with. I'm gonna go from. Are you gonna dump her then? No, because it. No, because it starts. No, because it starts off with. Um, this girl asking me who I like, um, and then I was yeah. saying, oh, I'm going out with this girl, and then she goes, cool, cool, and I said, didn't you know? I don't think it's going anywhere though, lol. But it's not yeah. going anywhere. I'm too frigid. <laughs> This is year seven. <laughs> Talk about being frigid in year seven. I didn't even know what that meant in year seven. Yeah, um, I was I was quite innocent in. Oh, I was very innocent, but uh, the people around me weren't so innocent. Put it that way. Yeah. Okay, right. We'll go from there then. Yeah. So, the girl said, "Ah, oh, bless. You gonna dump her then?" And I was like, I don't know, like, why would that immediately come to my? Don't know. Maybe because people keep on annoying me. About what? Me and her. It's getting annoying. 
dump her then. That's the only advice I've got. <laughs> hmm, but apparently she really likes me. Who do you like like? <laughs> uh, this guy. Wait, can I say the name? No, you can't say the name. Still, but if you like someone else, please don't tell anyone. Okay. And then it moves on to... Do, do you think... Um, do you like someone else, like, if you weren't going out with this girl? And I said, yeah. And then, bear in mind, this is during the same day. And I and then I said, other than her, you, but I'm still out with her. <laughs> she just keeps telling you to dump her. Yeah. Um, and I, I said, no. And then and then she carries on saying, um, "Dump her." Sorry, you. Because if you don't like her, then then just dump her. <laughs> what will happen if I don't dump her? You there? <laughs> what do you mean? What will happen? Because you said if you don't dump her, I thought you would say what would happen. What? <laughs> just doesn't make sense. No, I mean like if you do love her, don't dump her. But if you don't love her, dump her. Okay, right. I don't know. Well, to be honest, decide because she needs to know sooner or later. Hmm, but I'll be single. Sad emoji. <laughs> I'm true, but a single like me doesn't matter. Sometimes you prefer being single. But it's just nice being in a relationship. I know it's nice. I like being in a relationship because of all the hugs and kisses and stuff. But I'd also like to be single because you don't have to worry about them and you can do whatever you like. Kiss, 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 kiss. Hmm, I don't know. This just get, this just repeats itself a lot, right? Do you like her a lot? Blah 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 blah. And basically, it goes back and forth until I eventually say that I like her in the same <laughs> same day of the conversation, and then and she goes, "Dump it then," because she's going to be heartbroken if she finds out that you like me. And then I, I'm like, fine. Everyone keeps saying I'm frigid, blah, blah, blah. And I got forced to go out with her anyway. And then I can actually remember this um, because I remember going on the bus in the morning and then going into yeah. the canteen hall where, like, literally you would have all sorts of different people, like groups of friends. And I can remember going yeah. up to the boys and they'd found out that I'd dumped this girl and they were all shocked. They were shocked. Uh, but then it went round that... I'd actually gone out with this other girl that I was talking to that we just read the message now before I'd actually dumped the person, so it was really bad. I ended up going yeah. out with that girl for four days. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Well, talk about, talking about trashy men. <laughs> trashy men. I was a trashy um, guy in year seven, uh, apparently so. I, just I was a little that. boy, put it that way, and it, it, and it showed... I um, just read an extract from my one of my diaries. Yeah. That I wrote when I I think I was about fifteen, so obviously a bit older than this. But this oh, I was about twelve from. or eleven in this, so I, I have an excuse. This is going on from the trashy men conversation. Um, so this is when this is a diary entry that I found. So I said, just been to see to see Suffragette. It was insane. I'm so glad I went to see it. These women are incredible. I feel so proud to be a woman. It makes you realise how much it means to vote. I shall never, ever waste my vote when these amazing people who sacrifice so much work so hard for it. Men are bastards. This is unkind with exclamation marks. And then it little arrow and says, women are the superior race. 
We understand feelings. We are intelligent. We have natural instincts. We are just as strong mentally and physically, and we give life. I don't see how any people, I don't see any people coming out of them, their bodies, but men and boys brainwashed from the beginning. <laughs> so. Oh, a bit, a bit aggressive. I, I mean, you're a, you're a man hater, essentially. Yeah, when I was 15, I guess I was. <laughs> God. We should have had 15-year-old you come on the show when we were talking about feminism. It would have been so much more explosive. <laughs> yeah, it would have been an interesting conversation. I remember going to see that and coming back and I saw my dad and I was like, oh my gosh. You're a man. A man. You disgust um, me. Some great news coming through. Boris Johnson's been taken into intensive care. What? Yeah. He's been taken into intensive care? Yeah, it's just come up on BBC News. Oh, bloody hell. No. Yeah, his situation, his condition has worsened. Um, on the advice of his medical team, he has been moved to the intensive care unit at the hospital. The PM has asked Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab, who is the first Secretary of State, to deputise for him where necessary. The PM is receiving excellent care and thanks all NHS staff for their hard work and dedication. So it just really goes to show how indiscriminative this virus is and it can really affect anyone because <laughs> Boris Johnson as far as anyone knows, doesn't have under any underlying health conditions, nor is he no. a, an at-risk group because he's um, he's only 55, um, where the yeah. at-risk at group is over 70, yeah. and he's just gone to intensive care. So hopefully and he gets well be, soon. Is it that, though, it could be a bad case, but because of his position and his, his status that he has been taken into intensive care because there are plenty of people who would have had the virus really badly mm, not, not i wouldn't i wouldn't say they would have I rushed it I, I i don't think it would be a status thing because if anything his status would they would want to avoid going to hospital because they're a bit reluctant about telling if you'd watched the press conference today they were really reluctant about saying how much his condition was and that, that in the yeah, past yeah. few days they, the language has been mild symptoms mild symptoms mild symptoms and then today it changed to yeah. persist, persistent cough and temperature so it's clear that it's actually yeah. quite severe mm. so a bit of a uh, breaking news on the Merrin Lerm show yeah. we were saying earlier that um we bet Trump absolutely loves it the fact that another prime minister's got it but he's like immune he's fine and oh he'll be like America are really at risk because um, a lot of their population are obese and that will um, that's an underlying health condition in itself yeah. did you see yesterday in the news as well Trump was saying um, uh, the, the advice is that you wear a mask um, I'm not going to wear a mask but you know that's the advice <laughs> as if literally just throwing it back in people's faces like you, you can do it but I'm not going to do it because you know I'm the president and I can do whatever the hell I want it's ridiculous. Um, Although countries just, like, uh, I think, Austria, um, Czech Republic, and I think France as well. I don't I don't know about France. I think Germany as well have made it mandatory to wear masks in public. And it appears to be working yeah. as well. Um, so maybe yeah. that's the way of life in the future um, when we get yeah, out of this. I just don't understand why he feels the need to say something like that. Like, yeah, it just, just undermines the message, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it's like it's like the Scottish, um, the Scottish chief medical advisor. officer who got <laughs> who resigned yesterday and went to their second home. <laughs> well, it's the same with Prince Charles; he went to his second home as well. 
Yeah, and now he's got the virus. <laughs> well, he he's I think he's recovered from the virus now. Even so, he had it. It just shows, but it does just show even even the elites aren't immune to the no. disease. <laughs> no one is immune to the disease. How is your family getting on with the coronavirus? They're better. They're better. My mum kind of took a bad turn the other day. We thought that it was all over, but she kind of had a second wave and was quite ill. Um, so she was in bed for a couple of days. Um, she was quite sick, actually. So that was a bit worrying for a minute there. But she's definitely improved since, which is good. That's good. Um, Have you got your sense was... of taste and smell back yet? Yes! Oh, well, pretty it. much. Pretty much. We just had a chilli, which had a lot of chilli in it, and I could taste it, which was really nice. Oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, it was a bit more scary. Like I think after the first kind of wave, after everyone had kind of gotten through it, I was like, oh, it's not that bad. What's everyone complaining about? <laughs> but then second wave. I think it, I think on. by the looks of it, it's just luck of the draw. <laughs> yeah, literally, whatever kind of strand you get of the virus. Anyway, the bit of breaking news. We'll go back to what we were talking about: the fifteen-year-old Emily Manhater. Uh. <laughs> Changed that much to be fair. Have you not? <laughs> no, I didn't resonate with that kind of statement. <laughs> um, maybe I'm referring more to men back then that were the, the bastards. <laughs> well, uh, men back then, yeah. I, I know uh, being 15 were quite immature, probably still are. Um, yeah. No, it wasn't even that. It was more that like I'm talking about the men in the 40s and 50s. <laughs> <laughs> That would, when there was an actual proper imbalance, I mean, there still is an, a gender inequality, but you know, not nearly so much as there was back then. So yeah. it was more in respect of reference to those people, <laughs> that generation. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. That's just I, another. I never my, ever wrote diaries, diaries, I don't think. I have a whole stack here of old diaries. This is from, I, I only started really writing them in kind of year year 10, I would say, and I haven't really stopped since. Wow. They just, it's like a nice, a nice outlet for me. I like to write down my thoughts and it just kind of helps me. It's like a therapy, I guess. Yes, helps you uh, man hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also fun to look through them, um, like now, looking through old diaries and looking at how I wrote and how appalling my spelling was was quite funny <laughs> yeah no even looking back at old Facebook messages um, I, I guess that's the only yeah. kind of source that I can look back at how I was writing and I guess talking yeah. to people it's it's strange it's... just the way that we talk the way that we talk to people and like you would talk to that girl yes one minute you'd be like oh yeah I think I like you and then probably a day later you'd be like love you <laughs> oh no literally a minute later after we're going out love you and I, for some reason I'll do these really like cryptic things which weren't cryptic they're bloody obvious um, but it's like if I put will you go out with me but really spaced out they're not going to know that's will you go out with me are they and they're just going to say yes <laughs> never worked so I put like w dot 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 i dot 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 l dot 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 l dot 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 and just spell it all out and oh it's it's uh, I would slap but myself it, did it work, did it work? the success rate was very low unfortunately <laughs> not that it matters anymore 
I'm glad that I learned no. the hard way and made those mistakes at a very early age because it would be quite embarrassing making those mistakes at this age. Yeah, I think they're things that most people go through, to be honest. Like, yeah. you have boyfriends and girlfriends in primary school and you don't even know what it means. Like, no, I can remember saying to a um, supply teacher in year six saying no relationships are really serious at our age they're gonna like work out and like love is real and all this stuff in year six like it means like so much and like looking back at it like yeah you're a loser (laughs) (laughs) i remember there was a, a couple in our year group in my primary school and this was in like year two <laughs> and we they were like the only people who would kiss and I remember always going up to them like kiss kiss and we'd all just watch them kiss in the playground and it's like the biggest thing oh my I god I can remember in year one I went to this I, I went to my girlfriend at the time's birthday party and I dumped her on her birthday oh my god that's horrible <laughs> and her parents then told my parents that I'd been naughty and I was like what? I haven't been naughty. I promise I've not been naughty. I had to get sent home early. I was like, I've not been naughty. Because <laughs> I've made a call. Oh, that's Did you not have waited one more day? I don't know. I think five-year-old me was a bit of a savage. Five or yeah. six-year-old. <laughs> you can be, though, at that age. Like, no one cares. Yeah. I was, I'm reading at the moment called... Um, um, the life-changing magic of not giving a fuck and there's this whole section about um, people who don't who just automatically don't care about things and it was like assholes and then children <laughs> and there's this whole section about children and just how they're so blunt and just say what they think and they don't do anything they don't want to do because they just have no concept of other people's feelings yet and it's so interesting because it's true. It is very and true. You are and and You're just looking out for Yeah, it, you you are very yeah. unaware. There's not a lot of self awareness when you're a child at all. No, no um, one expects you to. No, and it's good to make mistakes when you're a child because it's, it's the best place to make mistakes. Yeah, and I think it's funny when you get those kind of you read the moments. I guess when you're younger when you start to realise that you might you you can't say that anymore. Yeah. And I, I still have that now. Like I'll say something and be like, I can't really say that anymore or That's how even language changed. has changed as well. Like there's yeah, certain exactly. insults that was used when we were younger that would be quite yeah. offensive nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Things change and you just gotta change with them. Yeah, definitely. And people should embrace change as well. Yeah, definitely. There's no point in being aggressive and or in denial into your roots and not changing yeah I had a very frustrating conversation with my grandma the other day who just always ends our debate saying well we're from different generations and we'll just never agree on that we'll just have to agree to disagree which really annoys me because i do appreciate that she's from a completely different generation than i am and we do have differing views and things are so different when she was growing up and things that were normal to her just wouldn't be normal now but it's the fact that she's just so like, stuck in her way and that doesn't want to change. And even when I give like a massive argument in my favour, she'll just she just doesn't listen. Like, she just doesn't care because she just thinks in her head. She's like, no, I will never think that way because this is how I was brought up and that's how I'll always stay. Do you think and it's amazing how 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 now um, 
our generation was very much looked down upon as a snowflake that generation and as the queen said yesterday this generation will be seen as as strong as any like yeah that attitude's immediately gonna flip especially if we get yeah. through this um quite comfortably without any like uh, obviously so far so good but there's only yeah. so long people are gonna stay cooped up indoors before there will be some sort of unrest although you would hope Even not then, to see it even then, so many people aren't staying indoors. That's a, I think that's a minority, though. I don't know. There's quite a lot of people still out there. There are a lot of bloody morons, though. I'll tell you this. Yeah. The ones that think 5G are giving people coronavirus, not only are you stupid, you're an absolute idiot. <laughs> Why is that even a thing? It's, it's this thing of, of, of 5G. It's a complete wacky conspiracy theory that says that 5G... Uh, causes health really bad health Im implications from like the radiation and all this stuff uh, and it's helping spread um, coronavirus even faster and actually it's gone as far as I think five 5G mass towers have been burnt down no way by by these people these oh it's, it's like American people guns for the coronavirus outbreak and thinking that they're going to have to like, ward off people. And, I'm going to shoot like, the virus. <laughs> people, are, people are stupid. They are very stupid. Um, but yeah, childhood. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, I'm still in contact with a lot of people from primary school, but mainly because the people I went to primary school with went to the same secondary school as I did hmm. and your my friends became my parents friends well they my friends parents became my parents friends and um, so through that way I guess I stayed in contact with those kind of people I think I'm quite lucky in the fact that we've always stayed in one place so the primary school I went to is really close to the secondary school so we've had that closeness um yeah I I've moved I, I, I'm quite contrasting to that um yeah I've moved around a fair bit um, yeah. so I left the first secondary school that I went to in year 8 uh, or halfway mm -hmm. through year 8 I remember that being quite hard because it was just another move after a year and a half but looking back on it I'm bloody glad I did move uh, and then going to a whole new school again not knowing anyone again and obviously there, there, yeah. there will be friendship groups that have already established and I found it quite difficult at first to fit in with a lot of people I, I found year eight the second half of year eight really hard because i'd already well i'd broken my leg pretty badly in uh, a few weeks before we moved um yeah and so i wasn't very able to move around because i wasn't able to like walk on my leg for about five weeks um and then actually going into uh school and then you know things like PE are seen quite highly um when you're younger um and people do judge you based on how good you are at sports and stuff and i can remember i was i was automatically put into set one so yeah. i can remember well as soon as i had my cast off they'd really forced me to go back into doing straight into athletics so in may i was i was yeah. forced to start doing P again and i can remember they'd uh, made me do high jump and my launching foot would be my right leg um yeah and then I remember attempting to just do tin level, which is like the base level. And I couldn't do it because I could not jump off the leg because the muscles were so weak. And I can remember the doctor said 
it's not going to be the same until October time. So this was probably about four months before it'd be like fully recovered. And they'd, uh, I can remember the whole year group laughed at me, and I, I, I really struggled with that first because it's a whole new school, um, and then being in that whole new environment. Um, but on the more funnier side, I did leave <laughs> that old area with a girlfriend, and we're like, "Yeah, we're gonna try long distance and stuff. Yeah, it's gonna work out." And I'm like, saying to my parents, "Yeah, this is gonna work out. We're gonna be together forever and all this stuff." And it's like, <laughs> and like long distance. I went to school, my new school, for three days and uh, already dumped. <laughs> oh, because it's like you broaden your horizons and you see like new people and you're like, oh my god, like this whole new like people that you're 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 not like you never kind of fathom because school you are just locked in with these same amount of people that and I can see why, for example, someone could go to university and have their yeah. head turned because they're like, oh, there are more people than there were in my school yeah school is very ancestral I know that my yes. friendship group <laughs> oh my friendship group were as well um, but I think it's funny going back to the whole like athletic thing that you say that that's kind of the popular thing yeah because at my school I think it was kind of quite abnormal but at our school it was really cool to do drama and dance <laughs> um, I don't think it was as like, cool the... to do drama and dance uh, in, in no. my school like typically drama is like not cool and the people who do drama are kind of weird but yeah, all the people who cool. had the main part like the coolest like the popular people and people you wouldn't expect to do drama and be involved would get involved in drama it was quite funny you're all it so was, middle it was class kind of like, <laughs> it was quite it was like one of the musicals like our school um so yeah that's quite, quite funny but like we were watching high school musical isla and um myself last week and it was like such a bad thing that um, the main guy got involved with drama. Like it was so shameful because he was supposed to be like the big basketball star. Um, but I just found that quite funny that it was like the cool thing. <laughs> I can't um, think of many people so yeah. that did drama at my school in my year anyway. And it was massive at our school. <laughs> it was quite a high standard. I mean, the, the drama department was pretty good. Like we had drama studios and the dance studio and like this massive auditorium like, it, was, it was it was really nice like we were very lucky to have that yeah we did actually have quite uh, this we had a lot of big facilities um yeah. in it and it was um, a massive school um secondary school that i did my GCSEs at and a levels yeah um huge um and yeah. we had probably like three dance rooms and a drama room and uh an auditorium it was a lot of space. Granted, now to be honest, but well, at the at the time, it was just so normal to just go and like have a dance class and yeah. have a drama lesson. I would I give anything dance. to go. I hated dance then. so much. Loved it. I got a level two in dance. I was so rubbish at it. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not an essential. Well, it's just we. Uh, I'll just piss about with my friends, and we just not do anything because we all found it boring it's only the girls that really enjoy dance yeah we all took it very seriously um. <laughs> i remember we had to do a dance with a wheel and we just chuck it at each other rather than just actually do anything with it <laughs> and we, um we people would like get masks out of the drama room and just mess about with them yeah. um yes. but yeah um I can remember GCSEs being really funny. Um, 
mainly funny. Be- oh funny because i just sit next to my best mate in in triple science and probably not the best for my grades at the time because we'd just laugh about like we'd just yeah. do in between his jokes every other lesson <laughs> and laugh about it which was funny classic i was i hate i really didn't like science i, I like science as in i like my teachers but i Science was not something I could really get my head around. I just didn't really enjoy the subject. Yeah, and I, I went from with... in chemistry doing an A star to actually finishing with a C. So that was a great full. It was because yeah. we changed teachers in year eleven, and the teacher wasn't as good. Yeah, classic. Blame it on the teacher. It was the teacher's um, fault, not that's me. That's why we went to a C. But um, I'm in science in like year ten and eleven. I was put with one of my best friends. Juliet and we just talked the whole time like we just didn't do any work I don't remember anything I learned in science so apologies to any of my teachers but I just did not listen to <laughs> science <laughs> at all and I did a quiz last night with um, my housemates in, and one of the rounds of science and they were asking questions that I remembered the questions like I, I remembered vaguely like the words they were using I do not know anything I felt so stupid. Not that it matters anymore. Because when do we? Yeah, I feel really like I knew more it? in year. I know, but I feel like I knew more about like science and maths and everything when I was fifteen, sixteen than I do now. Than yeah. I did. Like, but it's just strange how much information I've done in those topics, and now it's just all completely gone. Yeah, it is. It's it's the same with maths. Like the amount of. That difficult yeah. maths that we've done and I don't really use any of it I know it would yeah. be important for other topics but particularly yeah. not for us at this current stage <laughs> anyway uh, I'm not trying to do Pythagoras, Pythagoras theorem I was I was doing a job application today for a supermarket job and they were asking me maths questions and I was like hell no I just deleted the thing I was like I'm not, I'm not fine with this we really which, which, which job was it <laughs> Aldi, no Lidl. Oh no, I did the Lidl <laughs> one, and it was maths questions, and um, yeah, I finished it quite quickly, up... but I got rejected. So yeah, I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> I'm not interested. If you put any maths in front of me, maths is like this, like real like fear inside of me. I absolutely hated maths at school. I was so bad at maths, and I think because I knew that I wasn't very good at maths it was just kind of instilled in me that I hated it just because mm-hmm. I didn't really understand it so from then onwards I was like no this is this is not for me I was all right um, I was pretty good at maths um but I wasn't like I was I wasn't like a top a star student but I wasn't like really bad at it either I was just decent um but I can always remember yeah. like if you did like a really difficult equation it'd be quite satisfying um yeah and there, there was a point in year 11 when i was i had a math tutor and i was i was doing loads of extra math stuff and i was doing math papers like every night yeah that's pretty much all i did in my GCSEs was to make sure that i would pass maths um so, and when i started to guess it i actually started to really enjoy it and mm. I, I find it kind of sad now knowing that you could put a, an equation like quite a complex equation in front of me when i was 15 16 and i would get it but now I would literally have no idea. I find that quite sad. Yeah, it's it's so easy to forget some <laughs> of that knowledge. But I feel really sorry for all the people that have missed, all the GCSE and A-level students that have missed out on their exams because whilst yeah. it's a really stressful uh, experience, it's also a really good learning yeah. curve. Like I can remember I GCSE exams in particular, they were really good for like 
getting into because you had so many exams like it yeah. was it was good to get you in that mindset and prepared you for a level a levels and uni and everything and also just so rewarding that day that we got all of our that, the day that we got our results i remember just i was so nervous i was so so nervous but when i got that paper and when i saw that i passed maths i was like ecstatic i was like, crying so much but it's such a good feeling when you feel when you've worked so hard to get those grades and now that they won't they won't feel like they've necessarily worked towards that because they are just getting what their teachers have predicted them um or what they've decided to give them it doesn't feel like doesn't you've feel earned complete. it as much as that. no i and they they are going to get the chance to retake i think yeah they they do in the in the uh winter months but yeah i think it's it's a bit like their end of years have been um robbed like prom prom's a big th type thing yeah, for a lot prom. of people to say goodbye you yeah. know last last day of the year and stuff and they're, they're not gonna be able to experience yeah. that and that's really sad um it is sad but it's sad for everyone it should be fun like you have to just think about how everyone's going through this together like we're missing out on one of the best years of uni if not the best year of uni um and like a-level people they're missing out on like that really fun long summer that they get and you know going on like lad holidays or, or like maybe people's first festival things like that so it's, it's a sad time for everyone but i tell you what when we're all back on the sesh it's going to be uh we're never going to take it for granted again <laughs> It's gonna be wild. I, I can, like I look back and I'm thinking like all the times I said no to the pub I'm thinking oh why did I say no? Why did I say no? <laughs> well, next year you'll just be wild, won't you? Yeah. Although we have to be serious because it's the final year. Serious ish. Ish. Our, our course isn't that intense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it was quite intense to be fair. I mean, media law. Yeah, law is hard, but apart from that. I think we're still doing that next year. Law? Yeah. They've redone the modules, and media law is a part of Advanced Skills 3 module, which is a core what? module. Why? I don't know. You've already done it. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 Just got a message through the door saying... Stop, stop saying, saying like. like. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> There'll be another one. Stop hating on men. <laughs> um, what were we saying before? Uh, really we were saying about our course, the modules. Oh yeah, I can't. I don't want to talk about that. That's no. Boring. It is boring. Um, back to childhood. What was your favourite TV show growing up? Oh, that's a difficult question because I used to watch um, the main channel that I watched when I was growing up was Disney XD. So I'd watch stuff uh -huh. like Phineas and Ferb. Um, trying to think of other things. Uh, oh, Zach and Cody, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah. That was awesome. Drake and Josh. Uh, not really Drake and Josh. No, I didn't really watch that. No, what? I could never get into it. Drake and Josh was so good. Obviously, like would watch stuff like the simpsons and stuff like that but everyone watches that anyway i listen to watch the simpsons every day 
not wrong with that. Um, yeah, we watched a lot of Disney Channel when we were young, but um, that got banned in our house for a while. We got a pin put on it because my sister started talking in an American accent. <laughs> um, and we watched, I used to really like Tracy Beaker, but that also. Oh, got, yeah, Tracy Beaker that, was good. That got banned in the house because they didn't want to pick up the bad attitude that Tracy Beaker had. And I think I told someone to bog off once and that didn't go down well. Wow, you, you um, really got strictly parented when it came to television sometimes. Oh, yeah, you know. You better. I was thinking about the other day. I read a lot of Jacqueline Wilson books when I was young and watched Tracy Beaker. Do you know much about Jacqueline Wilson? No. So she used to write, she wrote stories that were very, um, quite grown up um, scenarios for young people to read about. So there was one, they, were, they all involved like wars or domestic violence and things like that and it was it was quite intense for us to read when I was young I didn't really quite understand it. There was one where about this girl whose dad like killed her rabbit, captured her rabbit and things like that. What about a little baby that got dumped in a bin when she was young, when she was literally just born? And I was just thinking about it the other day, I was like, is that actually quite like, That's quite dark. Thing, quite dark things for children to read. And I I can't work out whether they're really good or not for young people to read because well i suppose hand, it makes you more aware of different like yeah, upbringings yeah it does in particular it does but it also made me kind of like in a weird way because I, i've been very lucky in the fact that what two parents are still together and had a very happy childhood um i used to play pretend and pretend that my parents were divorced <laughs> And be like, oh, I'm just getting I'm just my mum's house because I'd read these books and like watch these programs and think that it was so cool to have like two parents living away from each other. And yeah, it's just kind of funny how you perceive things when you're young. Yeah. As opposed to when you're older. Yeah, very true. Um, I, I can remember being younger and like having all my teddy set up and playing teachers and like doing the register yeah. and stuff. Like I feel like that yeah. was a very like thing, a primary school thing to do. Um, yeah, that was. It, uh, one one thing that I I loved doing was make going out into like woodland and making dens. That was so cool. I don't know if you ever did that. <laughs> I had to do that in the summer when I was working at a kids an uh, um, activity. That's so fun to make. <laughs> it was really fun actually. We did do that a little bit when we were younger. We used to make dens with like um, pillows and blankets and stuff no and stuff we made um we made dens and so when i when i lived in norfolk we made like these tp kind of dens with like branches and then put yeah. like fern leaves around it and stuff and then what we actually started doing is we we bought like mawam sweets from the shop so you know how it comes in like the little little ones and then we'd use yeah. like um oh what are they called i can't remember what they're bloody called what what are the things that fall off trees that are a little ball thing conkers no. Con uh, no not conkers um pine cones we used to use pine cones as money oh. and would sell each other sweets for oh. pine cones oh that's so sweet yeah so that was one of the good <laughs> things from year seven we used to do that yeah 
um and then i can remember this these people threatened to um well these other kids threatened to uh destroy our dens so i can remember i went up to him and kicked him in the balls and then he went and told my (laughs) mum. then yeah those those kind of things (laughs) don't don't touch my don't touch my den Territorial, yeah, um. and then, yeah, well, I found year seven both. Well, it was fun, it was actually really fun, but at the same time, I was just really immature. Probably still am a little yeah, bit immature every now and then, but everyone and you grow so much, yeah. And I think with every year, you think that you're your best self and you think back to a year ago like I can't believe I say that or I can't believe I'd wear that um, well my year four teacher um, yeah. said to my mum at a parents evening that when I'm 16 I'll end up um, hanging out outside of McDonald's smoking weed I don't think that's how it's ended up <laughs> no well proved them wrong didn't you yeah that's bad that people would say that about you oh my mum was so annoyed she complained yeah that's really bad that, yeah i know that, that kind of thing um but i think yeah that's going back to you know being your best self i think even like looking back a year ago there are, you're, you're just always changing and thinking like oh i would never do that now or i'd never say that now or i wouldn't wear that now like you're just always changing but it's interesting i think growing up and looking back and seeing how much we've all changed and I think I've changed so much since coming to Well, uni. we're going to bloody change even more because we're, we're still in a, 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 a bit of a crossroads in our lives because we're just going to be in a career soon. You oh know, God. in two years' time, we should ha- be starting off in a career. Yeah. But it's so weird. Like, just I was reading earlier. I'm trying to look through my old diaries and stuff. But um, I was just reading that I'd written like, oh, I'd quite like to go to Sheffield, meaning uh, it's quite fun. Um, and when I make a decision about doing journalism, because I, I didn't know for so long what I wanted to do. I, and only recently, really, I've decided that this is something I really want to do. Um, it's interesting to read back and be like so confused and not have any idea and it's just weird how your interests change over the years like I've, I've wanted to be so many different things but I've never really stuck with anything well when I was 10 yeah. years old I wanted to be a paleontologist so my career choice has, has so changed dra- drastically that's so funny I wanted to be an archaeologist for a really long time my first my first true love was Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones I used to watch Indiana Jones um, and the the Temple of Doom, no, not Temple of Doom. What's it? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like every morning. I think Jurassic I Park probably... probably got me really into dinosaurs. Yeah, films like that are classic. Yeah. Um, where is it? And yeah, I've got quite a lot of. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of, of different childhood memories that I look back quite fondly of, like. Uh, yeah. Christmas in particular was definitely my most the most favourite time of the year. I love Christmas, still do. 
It's inevitable. Um, Have you found anything yet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not that interesting. Um, it just says, decided I want to take journalism and media at uni. That may hopefully lead me into some sort of presenting or producing career? Question mark. Who knows? But just funny, here we are doing a podcast. I mean, it's not it's not got millions of listeners or followers, but you know, this is a step in the right direction, I guess. And I said, exciting prospects though. Very happy to have some sort of direction. Feels good, don't feel lost so lost and helpless as before. <laughs> Which is quite nice. I remember feeling a lot of pressure at that time to kind of make a decision on what I wanted to do. I think it's one of the hard things about growing up is that you do have to make decisions quite early in your life on what you want to do. Yeah. Like if you don't take the right steps for your GCSEs, then you might not take something for A-levels, which means you can't do a certain degree. Things like that, it all builds up. And I remember going, coming out of secondary school, you know, college, and thinking, oh, I quite wanted to do um, human geography for a while. But obviously, I couldn't do any uni degree without an A-level in geography. So then that was just completely, like, that idea was just obliterated. It's strange how quickly in life we have to make decisions. Why did you and want to do human geography? I just really liked it. <laughs> there wasn't anything majorly drawing me to it. I just I really liked geography as um, a GCSE, and I liked the human side. I liked the population and tourism kind of side of things. That was what I was interested in. But when I went to the open days at uni, I quickly realised that that wasn't something I wanted to do. <laughs> I actually fell asleep in a Cardiff open day talk and it was like urban planning and I fell asleep it was so boring so apologies to that they're doing urban planning or um, town planning at uni but that's, that's some boring stuff right there um, but I went to a talk just on a whim I went to the talk at Cardiff uni about the journalism course there and it was like a kind of a um eureka moment and i was sat there i was like wow this is this is what i want to do and then that's why i ended up there which is quite cool that's, that's very cool it kind of, yeah it wasn't like something that was always in me it's just kind of a chance kind i of think I'd, I'd i'd figured it out quite early on in terms of what like i wanted to do something in media it was just depending on what it would be and then um i did some research and it was like journalism had better graduate prospects than a lot of the media and communication degrees that I was looking at. Um, yeah. And particularly at a good uni like Sheffield, and that's probably what made me ultimately choose it. But also I had a good range of subjects that were quite suited for yeah. media, English language, yeah. uh, were very it well suited. Interesting. It is interesting, but it's also just, I mean, we're lucky to have ended up in a place that we are happy, but it messed up getting to the end of the degree and not knowing that happens a lot it, people people come to the end of the degree and then think oh, well i didn't really want to do that anymore yeah and maybe we'll get to the end of our degree and change our minds like who knows where we'll be in a year's time i like to think that i'll still be as enthusiastic about the subject as i am now but i mean things can change um but it, it's, it's just scary having to make decisions like that about your life yeah and well it's getting even scarier as it's um well we we yeah. have been fast tracked, essentially into third year, so yeah. we are really going to start is, having to think. 
primary school, like I was not a a very stereotypically like clever person. I wasn't a very intellectual child. I think I was quite slow at kind of catching up with my brain when I was young. And I, I felt like I was kind of branded as someone who wasn't very good. Like I, just because I couldn't do maths and stuff like that, I felt like I was kind of branded as someone who wasn't as clever as everyone else. And that really knocked my confidence a lot growing up, I think, in primary school and secondary school. And I think I, I never would have thought back then that I'd be I'd even be at university now. Mm. I think it's so weird. If I'd to, if someone had told me where I'd be now and what I'd be studying, I'd be like, what? I wasn't even interested in that like four years ago. How yeah. I ended up here. But it's weird how quickly you can change and grow. Well, it's just like it, it's so it's so weird like how your how much your life changes like. When you're in secondary school, um, you're not very future looking. You're just enjoying the moment that you're in. Um, yeah. And it's, it's well, kind I, of weird how yeah, some, some small decisions sometimes can end you up in like a different um, yeah. situation. You say that, I think there was so much pressure at my school. Like that I was literally surrounded by geniuses at <laughs> my secondary school. All of my best friends were so clever and half of them ended up doing like medicine and science at uni and stuff like that and, and I'm so proud of all of them but like we were in quite a wealthy area who was, and a lot of the parents like their parents were GPs and things like that I think was difficult to be around because everyone's like oh I want to go to this uni and knew what they wanted to do from the get-go and I just had no concept of any of that. Mm. I think I think I definitely knew that I wanted to go to university um that was always the goal yeah. um whether it was never something that I about, yeah whether, whether that was because of my parents I'm not sure but it, although to be fair my mum's been very much do whatever you want to do and then I'll support you with it yeah um I, I think that's the I, best I've not way. felt pressured into doing it but I but for some reason I've, I put an expectation on myself that I would go to university yeah that's quite interesting though that that's come from inside you yeah maybe it was that teacher who that you'd be outside McDonald's smoking weed maybe yeah. that kind of instilled the well, I think passion it, in you to I think also well. also when I was younger I can I can remember my dad was very much um, he was very much you're going to university when you're older this was when I was probably about eight or nine uh, really? yeah and really? and you would speak the Queen's English and, and practice these spellings and all this stuff and the handwriting uh, I had to read this this novel which uh, I I wasn't very interested in reading much when I was younger. I'm still yeah. not very interested in reading books anyway. You'd be surprised considering I do journalism. Uh, I'm more interested yeah. in reading non-fiction anyway, rather than fiction. Yeah. Um, but I think that's probably where the expectation came from, even though it wasn't like directly enforced. Uh, which yeah, maybe. Quite, because I, I, I've not really had the most conventional childhood. Um, but it's all look of the draw, a bit like coronavirus. What a great comparison. Yeah. But you've also proved that no matter what childhood you come from, that anyone can go to uni, anyone can have the same kind of, like you can, if you work hard enough, you can get where you want to be. Like with, we both started uni in the exact same place. So no matter where you come from, no matter what your ethnicity might be, we all go to uni and we start from the exact same level. And yeah. That's what's so great about it. 
and and uni's uni's cool. awesome because you meet people from all these different backgrounds that like yeah because your school so is not. so much enclosed to your your area so you're just seeing yeah. people who are like wise or just a little bit better off um but you you, you t- like all these it like our um accommodation in first year was quite diverse we had quite an even split yeah. and it was diverse across the country from where we'd all come from but also yeah. like in terms of our backgrounds were quite diverse as well which was which was fun yeah. as a learning curve to really be a bit more aware of of all these different upbringings and stuff which is yeah, interesting completely. to listen I think to that, i think that's what's been the most amazing thing for me at uni is is meeting people from different places around the country and also just seeing how things like the government have affected different people like as a as like regards to their income or places that they live things like that because we're just so used to everyone being in that one place mm. and things affecting you all in the same way so you pretty much all have similar opinions but meeting people with different opinions, I think, is so interesting in, and is what has changed me a lot. University definitely has a helping hand in terms of forming your opinions a lot more. Yeah. Because it's such a I mean, it wider depends. space. That's the thing. I think we go to uni and quite a... Um, it's, Sheffield is quite a left-wing place. And well, it, people yeah. are quite... But I, I think if you go to somewhere like Edinburgh Uni or <laughs> something like that is a bit of you might have a bit of a different experience but um i think going to a city especially moving from I, we both come from quite small smallish places yeah. villages so going moving to a city i think it's just a whole experience in itself i definitely miss living in a city at the minute <laughs> yeah it is strange and you do feel a lot more confined because i never felt that growing up because it's just all i was used to but then moving to the city like oh my gosh when you go home there's like nothing there <laughs> <laughs> oh wow well liam wardy live and direct says one of my old friends from school dylan walsh i'm surprised that you even <laughs> watched the show <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've, I've seen that fred's been in the chat as well <laughs> That's it. how yeah. do you look on it i've told you you just got to go on the video and it shows live chat I can't. I know. Wait, wait. Just click on the live stream when you go on the show, and then you can bring up the live chat. Big fan. Oh, thanks, Dylan. I appreciate it. Where do you press for the live chat? It should it should be at the bottom, surely. Oh. Well, that's uh, your loss. <laughs> you have to send me them I just can't, I still can't work technology that's something Useless. I don't think I'll be able to get my head around is technology I'm I'm happy in, in knowing that I will never be a techno person techno whiz yeah same no joking <laughs> <laughs> I can be smug in that yeah you can but and you've changed you're not you're, you're not cocky anymore as you said at the start <laughs> Uh, moving on <laughs> moving on <laughs> what kind of li- music did you listen to um when you were younger because it, it must be completely different to to how it now. is now and um, i loved s club seven still do how can you not s club junior and my first real love i guess was busted 
and then when they break up it was McFly and McFly were my first concert I went to a concert when I was seven with my mum <laughs> and they were amazing and I saw them a further two times I think after that uh, that was pretty much what I listened to when I was young I loved McFly so much I was obsessed and in love with Tom the main guy <laughs> Tom Fletcher um, so that was my childhood I guess music wise also musical theatre stuff I always loved musical theatre growing up I don't think um, mine's really changed. I, I still listen to Kasabian and Coldplay and... Um, you listen to them when you were really... Oh, I, I listen... I think my, the first album that I listened to was Kasabian's West Rider and Pulper. I think that's what the album's called. Really? Yeah. Well, it's the music that my dad kind of introduced me into. Yeah. Because um, he was very much into that kind of genre of music mm -hmm. and uh also my mum listened to Kasabian a lot as well um but yeah. she would also listen to Take That and Coldplay and then I can remember in year seven everyone was listening to like Gangnam Style <laughs> no obviously um, that's a classic yeah and and Labyrinth as well like can't remember which song it was there's always like those classics the, the really poppy songs you know that was on like now that's what I called music like anything that was on now there we would all listen to yeah obviously <laughs> you'd learn like everything you'd look so cool when you knew all of the all of the songs yeah I um, remember I used to download a lot of the yeah. now that's what I called music now, uh, albums and I don't even look at them anymore <laughs> yeah I used to have them on my little iPod touch I had them on my Kindle Fire oh yeah those were the days. Those were the days. <laughs> now, I look at my li little brother and sister, and they've got all like their they've they've got smartphones, <laughs> like their, the iPhone yeah. fives and stuff. And I remember being a kid, I just yeah. had a BlackBerry, which isn't as good. <laughs> I never had a BlackBerry. I, I had, had a, like, BlackBerry. a fake BlackBerry. What's a f <laughs> how can you have a fake BlackBerry? It was like a Samsung alternative. Oh, it was right. like a little white one button and I thought it was, I thought it was so cool. Blackberry was it like was the cool. iPhone of, of year seven. Yeah. BBM. BBM. Messenger. BBM Messenger. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How times change. I tell you what, I would love to see what I sent on BBM. That would be so funny. They'd be even cringier. I just got a <laughs> right. I think we should wrap it up. up. We've been talking for an hour. Yes, so I hope you enjoyed uh, a bit of a different show, talking yeah, about a thanks few for things in. from our childhood. Um, thanks for tuning in. For hope next you can week. relate to some of them. Yeah, and next week we should be talking about, I think I'm going to say the topic for next week now, is going to be conspiracy theories, mainly because Ooh. of um, what we briefly talked about with the, the 5G coronavirus conspiracy theory, which is absolutely wacky. So if you want to hear about stuff like is the earth flat and you know did bush do 9 11 all this all these wacky conspiracy theories that have uh, always been around uh we can do a bit yeah. of research and and think what our opinion is on them and you know it'd be quite fun to really delve into them send in any conspiracies that you might have or yeah. that you're interested in and yeah subscribe to our youtube channel like the video 
follow us on Instagram and like our Facebook page and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Stay safe, everyone, and stay inside.